Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much clearer Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I'm your host, Cassidy Lynn, and we're back with another episode. I hope you guys had a great week. I have so much to tell you guys, and yeah, I'm super excited for this episode today. So I wanted to preface this episode, give you guys a little rundown on what I was thinking when I was prepping for this episode. So... I listen to this other podcast. It's called the Thai French Podcast. And he did 20, I think he turned 26. But he did like 26 things that he has learned because he like turned 26. And I turned 25 like a month ago. So I was like, it's not too late for me to do this too. So I'm basically going to do 25 things that I've learned photography wise or like personal it's going to be a mix of both. I have a good amount of photography things in there too. Like just things that I've learned, like things that I think might be helpful for you to know. And we're going to chit chat about them. Okay. So that's what this episode is going to be. Hope you guys are having a great Monday if you're listening on Monday. And if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Um, We love to see it. I love, I love all of you guys, but like the YouTubers, like You guys see my face every day. Not every day, but every week you see my face. So thanks. Thanks for putting a face with my voice. Okay. So I have some things that I want to tell you guys before we get into my 25 things that I've learned. I have a couple of little updates slash stories. So first thing, and this is like one of the biggest accomplishments of the year is the fact that my dining room table came today, was delivered, was assembled, not a scratch in sight. It looks perfect. It's divine, immaculate. I'm obsessed with it. And we finally have a dining table. We've had dining chairs since the moment we ordered this table, which was like three, four weeks ago. So we've had dining chairs for forever, but we haven't had a table. And if you missed my little furniture saga, basically the table came. It's super heavy. These two guys brought it all the way up to our house. And then it had like these gigantic scratches. So I had to send it back. But this one came. They had four guys this time. And I was so happy because one of the guys that was here today actually did the original delivery. So he knew that they needed more guys than just two guys. So they had four guys and like one of the guys was there before. So I felt better because he saw like kind of what happened. So we got our new dining room table. All is well in the world. We can sleep well tonight knowing that 
I have a table in my dining room. So that is great. I'm smiling so big because that is just such a big accomplishment. Like for all of the furniture things I have purchased for this new house that we're in, all of them have had issues in some way, shape or form. My desk, I ordered it, came as a box of weights. This table, I ordered it. It's 600 pounds and it had scratches in it. So I had to send it back. I actually did get my desk, speaking of my desk, and it was in a box that was like labeled flexi spot desk. And I was like, yeah, this is how it should be. And I actually was rewatching my YouTube video where I unboxed the desk thinking that it was a desk and it was weights. I unboxed it and like looking on the box, it literally said on the side, a hundred pounds of barbell weights. Like it literally said that. I don't know why I didn't just read the box, but my new um, desk came as well. I'm currently staring at it. It's really cute. It's like white. It's like a standing desk because you guys know I like to edit and put my little walking pad underneath it. So yeah, it's the same brand as my other desk. It's just like newer. And this one has like a drawer. Um, yeah. So it's definitely the vibe. Definitely cute. Definitely would recommend if you're looking into getting, if you like the walking pad desk combo and you really want to get into that, especially like this winter, I would highly recommend doing it. It's so nice if you live somewhere cold, like Michigan, where it gets cold in the winter. Like I love having the standing desk walking pad combo and you guys, it's a write-off. Okay. So to write that off, get yourself a walking pad and a standing desk, splurge a little bit. Okay. Okay. Another exciting thing that's happening. I am working with a brand and I don't know if you guys, not all of you are going to know what this brand is, but it's Meyer, which is essentially like in the Midwest. It's just like the biggest grocery store. And I would say it's pretty, it's like a combo of Walmart and Target like it's not as elite as Target but it's not as like grunge as Walmart it's like right in the middle it's like a Midwest thing I think it was literally originally originated in Michigan I think um but yeah I've been working with them I worked with them in the spring and I'm working with them for their like fall fashion campaign which is so exciting because I've been wanting to do some like fashion sponsorships for a while so this is like one of my first and I I'm not going to lie to you guys. I slayed my deliverables. Like I did, I went above and beyond with the outfits and stuff. And just, I'm so excited for you guys to see them. So I think I'm posting those soon. So yeah, I, I love when I do a sponsorship or like I work with, I'm just like, I love when I have something in my work that I'm genuinely just so excited about. And I think like, this is one of those things where it's like, I'm actually so passionate about it, which is why it's like so fun for me. Like I spent all day shooting yesterday for this and it didn't even feel like I was working. Like I was having so much fun. And then like you come home, you guys know that feeling of coming home after a shoot and you just want to edit the photos. Like you just want to see how it turned out because you know, okay, I saw the raws. I saw the back of the camera, but once you see those photos on your screen and get the edit on it, like that feeling is so rewarding. You're like, it, it's all worth it in that moment. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how I felt yesterday. I was like that, this is so fun. And I loved seeing like 
how the photos turned out. So, okay. Two other things I want to mention. Do you guys remember how a couple of weeks ago, I think it was like probably a month ago, I did that episode on like trends and I talked about threads for a really long time. You guys remember this? Well, I'm sad to say I think I was wrong. (laughs) I like I literally thought threads was going to be like this next thing. But honestly, like I think threads is dead already. Like I have no urge to go on threads. And it's sad because like, okay, let me kind of break this down for you guys. When threads first launched, like there was so much hype. Like you guys cannot tell me everyone did not run over to threads and start posting. And it was like so fun. Like it was just this time of community and like people were being so funny and it was like, oh my gosh, like this is a new thing. Like it happened so quickly, but just as quickly as it rose in popularity, I feel like it fell in popularity so quickly. And I truly blame it on the fact that the threads feed was horrible for a little bit. Like I was getting all of these random people on my threads feed that I don't even follow. Like these accounts that I don't even want to see their content. And like, I I don't know. I was like, what is happening? Like, why are the people that I follow not like, why am I not seeing their threads? And honestly, because of that, I was like, "Mm, peace. I'm out. Like, you're not going to show me the people that I follow. Like, that's what was so exciting about it in the beginning, because like the influencer that I follow, like I could see what she was posting on Instagram and then how she came over on threads and posted something different. Like, I loved that. It was like original content. Love to see it. But then like, they started giving you this random, like these random threads. I was like, I don't want this. So I personally don't know if I'll continue to use it. Like I don't find myself going to click the threads app when I'm bored anymore or like itching to make a new thread. I'm just, I don't think it's stuck. Sad, sad to report. Unfortunately, threads is dead in my brain. The last thing that I wanted to talk about On my TikTok feed, I've been getting, like, so many CapCut templates. Like, almost every single video is a video that was made in CapCut, like, using CapCut templates, which is fine. I think it's great to, like, go and use other resources to make your TikToks because it makes it so much easier. However, some of these templates I don't really like. Like, there's the one where it's, like, Oh my gosh. I don't, I know the audio, like the name of the audio is like zero nine period, zero eight period 23 or something like that. Like so, it's just like a bunch of numbers. And then it has like the cap cut, uh, filter thing where it kind of like, it's like, Oh, this filter is supposed to make any video look good. And there comes a certain point where it's like, okay, everyone's saying this filter is supposed to make every video look good. And the videos are just like people walking or like someone just like, I don't know, literally just walking. Like it's kind of like thirst traps. And I'm just like, this is all over my feed. Like I am not interested. Like my ideal TikTok feed is like all original audios of people telling stories or like something happening. And like the videos being around a minute long, maybe a little bit less or like humor videos where it's like a scare or something. Those are like my prime videos. Like I want to laugh or Or I kind of want to be inspired, but I want it to be like 
not not a CapCo template. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at. I'll let you guys know if my TikTok feed ever changes, but for now it's not giving. Basically, I've been reading because my social media is just not. My feeds are not giving me what I need. I've been reading. I've actually been reading. It's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. And every single person on my Instagram has told me that it's the greatest book series ever and I'm going to love it, which honestly I am loving it. But um, I love to hop on a trend. I love to hop on a bandwagon. So I will happily be a part of this community of people who are obsessed with this book because so far I'm like 40% in, 35%. And it's pretty good, not going to lie. Okay, let's get into my 25 things that I have learned this year, 25 life lessons. Okay. Starting strong. Number one, nothing is ever that serious. So what I mean by this, like do not take things too serious. Nothing is ever so serious to the point where it needs to like, I don't know, affect your mental health. Like yeah. Okay. There are some things that are serious. Like I'm not going to say there aren't serious circumstances. Like I, you know, things happen. Like I, yeah, there are serious things in life, but when it comes to like business or I don't know, just every day to day things, it's never that serious. Okay. Someone cuts you off in traffic. It's not that serious. Like they're not insulting you and saying that you're a horrible human being and that you deserve to be cut off. No, they're just like, they're just trying to get to work or they're just trying to get to their destination. They're in a hurry, whatever. Maybe they didn't see you. It's never that serious. Okay. Like sometimes I feel like we take life very seriously, but it's not, it's not that serious guys. Okay. Let's get a little laugh in here every once in a while. Okay. (laughs) Just laugh it off (laughs) here. I'm telling you to laugh things off and like literally like the most tragic thing happens to you. And I'm like, just laugh it off. (laughs) Okay, second thing that I have learned, not everyone is meant to be the big man or like the world's most greatest leader, and that's okay. This has been kind of like a a multiple year lesson that I've been learning. Like as an educator specifically, I feel like I have this expectation on myself where I need to be this big business entrepreneur, speaker, motivational leader, world-class top of the industry. Like I don't need to do that. Like some people aren't meant to do that and that's okay. Like that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I don't really think that's like the right, (laughs) I don't think that's the right fit for me. Like (laughs) I just, I know myself and like Yes, I'm a leader, but I also know that I'm a follower sometimes too. Like I will be the first to admit that. So I just, I just learned over the past couple of years, like I don't need to be the big man. Like some people aren't born to be the big man. So let's go and apply this to you then. Like if you're a photographer, you're, I don't know, trying to get into weddings or something you don't have to be the top wedding photographer in your area to ever exist, period. Like you don't have to be the big man. Like you can be the second option or like you can, you can be just like, I don't know, someone that books okay or like books good. You know, you're not charging a ton, but you're not charging nothing. Like, and you make it work and that's what works for you. Okay. That's fine. 
that's something that I've learned. Like, we don't all have to be like these, I don't know, these people that are just world-class leaders. Like, what if I just want to chill? Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Third lesson, number three, it is okay to have two chai lattes in one day. <laughs> yeah, I I know some of you can relate to this one. <laughs> you can have multiple sweet treats in a day. Like, who is telling you you can't? And for me, I look forward to my daily chai and my, or my daily matcha, or I don't know, my daily sweet treat. Like, I look forward to that. And for me, it's almost more like a reward. When I am like working hard, like let's say I edit a gallery, like a wedding gallery, and I like, I just spent three hours do, like doing it. I slayed a bunch of photos, whatever. Then I go and get my chai. Because I'm like, yo, I deserved this. Like, I want my reward. Okay. And sometimes, like, if you need the motivation, <laughs> you best believe after my sweet reward, I'm editing for th- three more hours and then I'm getting another sweet reward. Okay. You can, <laughs> you can almost guarantee <laughs> that that's going to happen. I mean, it's just like, okay, like, let's say you have a chai in the morning and then a chai, like, around 6 p.m. Like, that's, like, 10 hours apart. Like, that's almost a full day. Have two chais, okay? I feel like that that concept, that is girl math right there. <laughs> Do you guys know what girl math is? It's, like, wh- how girls, like, justify purchases or, like, justify, like, time. So, like, for me, I just said, oh, it's, like, 10 hours. 10 hours is a long time, so it's basically a full day. So you're basically only having, like, one chai a day. Or, like, for example, I just saw a TikTok where, like, a girl was, like, Okay, I want to buy a $400 designer purse. You think like your spouse thinks or your partner thinks it's too much money. But if you use that purse every single day for a whole year, 365 days, that's basically a dollar a day. That's so cheap. So it's basically free. So it's basically like you're not paying $400. It's a free purse. So that's that's kind of girl math right now. Like you can justify two chais a day. Okay, kind of going off that. I don't know if that made sense. Number four, this is photography related. Lighting and location and outfits equals beautiful photo shoot. I just gave you guys my secret right there. Lighting, location, outfits, beautiful photo shoot. So let's start with lighting. You have to have great lighting. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. You have to know your vision, okay? Golden hour. Maybe it's in the middle of the day. Maybe it's a flash, whatever. Get the good lighting. Schedule your shoot for that time. Location. We cannot do anything without a good location. Like, yes, we can, you know, make things work, but an ideal location. If you're having a photo shoot, hand pick your spots. Like, make sure it's a good, usable shot and a good usable spot. Okay. And outfits, outfits impact your photo so much. Like you literally have no idea. So talk with your clients about what they're going to wear. Um, make sure you guys are on the same page, make sure the outfits are going to match the vibe. 
Now, sometimes you can't control what your clients wear. It is what it is. You still take the photos. You still deliver them. And, you know, it is what it is. But if you're planning a shoe and you, like, want a really good shoe, lighting, location, outfits. Number five, you can change your photography style and your clients are going to be okay with it. Now, are there going to be some Karens that are going to be like, I don't like that style that you shoot in. Like, I don't like this new thing you're doing. Yeah, there, there's always going to be people like that. But when you change your style, like, I feel like you're just changing it to be a better reflection of what you like. And actually, this is something that Nathan Chansky said, I think on his Instagram story. But he was basically saying that when you change your style, like, your client should be okay with it because as you change your style, you're getting closer and closer to the art form that you're passionate about and to art that you love and photos that you love to create, which means your photos are only getting better. Like your photos are not getting worse when you change your style. Like you're getting closer to how you actually like to take photos and like what you love. So like your clients should be okay with that because like the photos are just getting better at that point. You know, like it's becoming more of like a natural thing for you. And that's good. That's great. And I mean, honestly, I have switched my style quite a few times. Like I, the beginning of my career, 2018 to about 2020, maybe 2021, I had like a very warm style. Um, I was using my Honey Boba presets that I created, like very warm toned, red undertones, you know, like warm skin tones. It's a beautiful edit. I love the Honey Boba edit, but I just felt myself being drawn to more true to color greens, like more true to color skin tones, less reds. So then I created my Matcha Glow presets and like I created Matcha Glow actually from Honey Boba. I tweaked it to a point where it was like, okay, this is more what I'm going for and created a whole new preset from it. But like my work still like transitioned over well. If you go on my Instagram feed and you look there was a point where I transitioned from Honey Boba to Matcha Glow, but you can't really find that point. Like it all kind of flowed pretty well. And I do feel like my actual shooting style changed a little bit as well. Like I was focusing more on movement and candids and natural posing rather than just like stiff stuff, um, which I still do some stiff poses and like some planned poses, but I, I love to get more candid photos or like prompted photos now. Um, So like those are some changes I've made in my style. I've only had one client be like, hey, I like your old style. And honestly, like I wasn't even offended. Like I wasn't offended at all. I was like, okay, like I she booked me when I was still doing that style. So I was like, that makes sense. So I edited her gallery with Honey Boba for her and like it turned out great. Still very cute photos. So all that to say, like, if you need to change your style, if you feel like I'm not super passionate about how my work looks right now, give it a go. Give it a change. (laughs) Okay. Number six, you can plan all you want, but things are still going to go unexpected. This is for like anything in life. Let's take my furniture saga. I planned to a T, you know, like Oh, I'm buying a new desk. I'm buying a new dining table. I'm getting 
a bed frame. Like, you know, you can plan everything out, plan the delivery dates, whatever. But like some things are just out of your control. Same with if you're shooting a wedding, like you can plan out the entire timeline, like all of it. But let's say the makeup artist goes long. Nothing you can do out of your control. So the best thing to do is just go with it, like adapt, go with it, make it work. I think as business owners, as entrepreneurs and photographers, we make things work. Like sometimes you show up to a shoot and it's raining or there's a thousand photographers all doing a session there. Like we make it work or there's crowds of people and you have to edit things out or the spot that you want is closed. Oh my gosh. There are so many things that can happen. So just go with the flow, make things work and don't let them see you sweat. We don't sweat over here. I don't sweat. What are you talking about? We're not sweating over the fact that there are 90,000 people at the location I'm trying to shoot. No sweat. Literally that happened when I went on our road trip in March and we shot at Sunset Cliffs in San Diego. (laughs) I don't know why I thought like, oh, this beautiful cliff in San Diego, that is one of the most popular spots. There's not going to be people on a Saturday at sunset. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. And, you know, we show up and there are mounds of people. Like I scouted this really good spot and then like went back to get the client and then came back to the spot and there were people in the spot. And I was like, oh, cool. Like (laughs) I can't shoot there anymore. So things are going to go unexpected. Just take it as it is. Okay. Like I said, it's never that serious. It's really not. Number seven, there is a lot of content out there. Be careful what you consume. Specifically, when it comes to, let's say, photography education, you can listen to educators all day long. Everyone has their opinions. At the end of the day, trust your gut and trust what you think is right to do. Um, I mean, there are so many. I feel like in photography, there's so many like small little things like have this on your website. And then the next person will tell you don't have that on your website. Like, okay, what do you do? (laughs) You know, like trust your gut. And sometimes I think that we get almost too picky with things. Like if you have this specific phrase on your website, you are going to book 20 weddings this year. Like I literally feel like sometimes people say stuff like that. Like that's not how it works. So just be careful the content that you consume and like what you perceive as Bible. Like (laughs) there are some people where like anything they say, I'm like, yes, that is Bible. But other people like sometimes the things that are said are not always Bible. (laughs) So just take everything with a grain of salt. Be careful what you consume. And remember, like we're all trying to figure this out. Like none of us are perfect as educators or just like whatever content you consume, it could be a TikTok. Like (laughs) I'm the worst at watching a TikTok and thinking like, oh, that is 100% true. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I'm going to go tell everyone this thing that I learned on TikTok. And then I find out, oh, that actually wasn't true. (laughs) Like Charlie will literally be like, where did you hear that? And I'm like, TikTok. And he's like, Cassidy, you can't 
trust everything you see on TikTok, but like literally I do. It's so bad. So be careful with what you consume, what content you consume. Number eight, mirrorless is elite. Okay. I said what I said. You guys know this about me. Mirrorless cameras are incredible. They're amazing. I, my mind is always blown at the fact that they exist and like they can like track people's eyes and track movement and like it can like digitally you can see how your photo is going to turn out in your viewfinder like I just think mirrorless cameras are amazing they can they're the shutters so fast and so silent I'm like I just don't get it um yeah so you guys already know how I feel about mirrorless cameras I you know I've used DSLR as well DSLR does the job but I just love love my mirrorless I've got like 12 mirrorless cameras at this point. I'm addicted. But you know, I can appreciate like an old fashioned camera, like a film camera. I can appreciate that. I need to get better at shooting film. I don't know if you guys are like me, where like film was really like when it first was like becoming popular again, like a couple years ago, I like got a film camera, did a couple of rolls, but now I'm like, that's so much work. Like I'll just use my mini camera and put on my creamy dreamy preset and pretend it's film. (laughs) But I think like tapping back into the roots of like OG photography and like OG mechanics is actually like really challenging and humbling and fun. So if you need a little spruce up in your photography this summer, try a film camera. But Back to my original point, mirrorless is elite. Number nine, try new things, but try with the expectation that you're going to fail and be okay with the fact that you might fail. Um, There's just something about trying new things that is exhilarating. It also is so great character building wise, like just building our character. It's great to try new things. Um, you never know if something's going to succeed until you give it a whirl. I have a million examples of this. Basically everything I've done in my career has been like, oh, I'm just going to try that and see if it works. Um, this podcast, you wouldn't be listening if I didn't one day literally just decide I'm, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. I literally, I think it was literally like a week before I started it. I was like, I want to start a podcast. And then I just bought the stuff and I just started it. That's just how it went. Um, let's see my photography education. I just started posting videos, teaching people. Like I was like, I'm just going to try this. I think I might be good at this. Um, photography in general, I started photography in college as a way to get out of doing dishes at my college. I was like, I'm just going to try this, see if I like it. You never know unless you try. And that's like the lesson that I'm, I've learned over my many, many years on this earth, 25, you have to try new things and like be okay with the fact that you might fail. I have tried and failed time and time again. You guys, you have no idea. Like I've tried to create these merch pieces that I thought would be bangers, big fail. Um, there are so many things that I have failed at, but with failure comes success as well. Like those two go hand in hand. You guys realize you can't fail. Like you can't have it success without failure. You can't have failure without success. Like those two things are literally hand in hand. So don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to fail. Okay. Next thing that I have learned, 
diversify your income streams. Okay. That's, that's sounding kind of serious. Okay. That's a little, that's a little deep. There's a lot of layers to that. I would say like creating passive income channels for you is like, that's one of the best things that I did for my business. It gives me so much freedom to like, not just rely on photo shoots and weddings, but I'm able to have more flexibility with it. Um, you know, and it's also helpful when you don't have, like, you're not depending on just one thing. Like you're able to be like, oh, this month, um, my print store, the commission was a lot or like this month I made money on Amazon links or this month I, whatever, fill in the blank, different ways you make money. Diversify your income streams. I don't know, like having all of your income just be one thing is a little scary. So one of the best things I did was diversify it. And honestly, it didn't, it wasn't like I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I need to diversify my income streams. No, it was like, I was, I would, it just naturally started happening like the more that I use social media, I realized I can make money off of social media. I'm going to create products. Like, so that was one income stream. And then I started using affiliate links, another income stream, um, doing brand deals, another income stream. Um, let's see what else, obviously weddings and shoots. That's another one. Um, so just thinking of different ways that you can diversify your income, create passive income, you know, maybe it starts with, the HoneyBook affiliate program, like literally the HoneyBook affiliate program is so good. If you can refer people to HoneyBook, they pay you like, I think it's $50 for anyone that signs up and stays for like a month maybe or something. And then once they stay for long enough, you literally get $200 and that's pretty good money. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just like from you telling people about a system that you love. So there is a system or something out there that you love and you love to tell people about diversify your income in that way. Number 11, have hobbies. That's what makes life fun and exciting and inspiring and interesting and fun is hobbies. You, you gotta have hobbies outside of photography. Cause most likely if you're listening to this, you took a hobby and turned it into a business, which is great. But I do think sometimes it's nice to keep hobbies in the hobby area. We don't put too much pressure on them. We don't expect them to turn into our career. Like they're just hobbies. It's just something that you like to do for fun. Um, so for me, uh, let's see, what what do I like to do? I, you know, I like, <laughs> what do I like to do? Okay, I like fashion. I like to do nails. Um, I like to ride my bike or go on walks or try new restaurants. Like these are things that I'm not trying to monetize. I just think it's fun. Or I like planning fun shoots just for fun. Like I like, um, I don't know, hosting parties and stuff like that. Like having people over. I like playing pickleball. Oh my gosh. Pickleball. That that is definitely one of my hobbies. I play all the time. And like, it's not like I'm trying to like turn it into something that is going to be monetized. Like I think just having hobbies is so healthy in life. 
set boundaries, even if you feel like you are behind on work. That's number 12. I mean, yeah, if you're behind, maybe you work through an evening, but having boundaries, knowing when to shut things off, knowing the days that you want to shoot and the days that you want to take off. It's so healthy. It's so important. I feel like I know a few people specifically that just do it so well and they, you know, they do multiple shoots two times a week or a couple times a week. And once those slots fill, like that's it. Like they do not let other things take over those boundaries. Like the boundaries are there for a reason. Um, so I think that's a really good life motto, life lesson, just like set your boundaries. Even if you do feel like, oh, if I stop work today at five, like I'm going to be behind. Is it like worth you working through the evening if you're going to like miss something or if you feel like you need a break? I don't know. Just something to think about. Okay. Number 13, take your vitamins, eat your veggies and work out your body. It's really easy as entrepreneurs to kind of neglect ourselves because we work from home. Like there's really no accountability with stuff like that. It's easy to just eat bad, not move. And I don't know, just kind of get a little bit lazy with it. And this is something that I've been working on. I think it helps too that it's summer, but I've been really working on just like making sure I do at least 30 minutes to an hour of exercise a day and I'm taking my vitamins. This is actually something that I really, I'm really bad at taking vitamins. I just feel like vitamins are out to get me. Like I hate taking them, but I know they're good for you. So I've been trying to be consistent with that. And, um, what's the other thing? Eat your veggies. <laughs> yeah. This is really hard for me because I am like, I've never thought that I'm picky, but I am picky about certain things like the quality of my food. I'm really picky about, except when it comes to Taco Bell, eat Taco Bell, but like eat your veggies. It's so good for you. And like, for me, I've been just like putting my veggies in like a green juice smoothie and I do it three times a week because I don't want to overload myself and get too many nutrients. Cause that's not good. Cause I'll just like pee out all my nutrients. But like, you guys know what I mean? Like take care of yourself. It's really easy just to kind of get stuck at home and be like, oh, well, I stand all day at a wedding on Saturday. So like, I don't need to do like as much working out, but it's really healthy for you to like actually go out and do things. It's also good for your mental health as well. Number 14, no wedding or photo shoot is ever about you. Don't make it about you. Even if you have every single reason to complain, do not make a wedding or a photo shoot about you. Yeah. Uh, I said what I said. I think we've talked about this recently. Like I think in the hot takes episode, like a wedding is not about you. Photo shoots not about you. These people have booked you in order for you to capture their memories. Like it's about them. Like you are in a service-based job. Like do not complain about serving. If you are in a service-based job, do not complain when you have to serve. <laughs> like, I I totally understand there are times like at weddings where things don't go as planned and you have things to complain about. I get it. But like, 
at least don't complain on the day of like, don't complain there. Don't make it about you. Like, okay. Afterwards, like I, I will admit I am like a low key complainer and Charlie is always like Cassidy, stop complaining. I complain sometimes. And it's important to just not complain during the thing that you are complaining about. Like don't complain during the shoot, but I want to challenge you. Like don't even complain after that's my challenge to myself as well. Like just don't complain. And I think for me, I complain literally about doing my job. Like my job is to take pictures of people and like capture memories, create moments. And yeah, I complain about that. Like I just, why do I do that? I don't know. Why do I complain about my literal job? I think that's how it is in like any job. Like it's just, you find any reason to complain, even though it's like the best job ever. (laughs) Number 15, a lot of people do the same things within their business. The thing that makes it unique is you. There are a million podcasts out there and educators, but none of them are me. And there's a lot of business owners out there and photographers, but none of them are me. So in your business, there are a lot of photographers out there, but none of them are you. Like, okay, none of them have done, have your brain and have approached it from your perspective. And I think that's like one of the most key things I have learned in my entire life. Like being you is enough. Being you is unique enough. Okay. Like I think that's just a really empowering thing to think about. And honestly, it takes like a weight off your shoulders because a lot of the times we try to be someone that we're not. And the best thing you can do is be who you are. (laughs) Okay. Got that, everyone? I'm trying to motivate you here. I hope you're motivated. You better be motivated. Number 16, never stop being human. Never under... uh, What am I saying? Never underestimate the power of relatability. This is a really good business strategy, but it's also just good for life in general. Like, just remember being human is okay. And no one wants to see perfection. Perfection is not interesting. That's something that I feel like I've really been implementing is like my videos don't have to be perfect. My photos don't have to be perfect. Like I am go, I am embracing imperfection this year. I'm embracing the fact that not everything's perfect, that I'm human and that's okay. It's a really good life lesson. Number 18, the best entrepreneurs. Oh, I skipped one. (laughs) Number 17, it's okay to do nothing and just think and let things brew and stir. That's where my best ideas come from. You know, when you're in this like state of like, maybe it's like creative block almost, but it's like you are like, I just feel like I can't do anything right now. I feel stuck. That is a good place to be in because it means that something is coming and like something is stirring and brewing. That happens to me all the time where I'm like, I just feel like I can't keep working today. I need to just sit here and think. And as creatives, like you need that time to use your brain. That's why a lot of people will outsource things because if you are stuck doing these things that don't really require your brain, 
Like you're never had, you're never going to have time to actually use your brain, which your brain is like the most important part of your business. Like that is key. So don't be afraid of nothingness. Like don't be afraid of, I have nothing planned this week. Sometimes that's when the best things happen when you don't have plans. Sometimes I think we try to jam pack things so that we don't have to sit and like actually think about, okay, how can I improve this? Or how can I make this better? How can I grow my business? Like instead we schedule five shoots a week and two weddings on the weekend. So we have time to do nothing else, but like think about improvement. Are you thinking about improvement right now? I'm kind of thinking about improvement. Number 18, the best entrepreneurs ask for help when they need it. If something intimidates you, ask for help. If something is confusing, ask for clarification. You you have to be willing to ask for help. Like you can't do this on your own. You do need help sometimes. Like if you are swamped with editing, sometimes you need help. Or if you just don't understand something, like um, let's say you are chatting with a bride and like you just don't understand something about the timeline ask about it like you need to be willing to ask about things and um ask for help ask for clarification um yeah like that that is a really good place to be in if you're willing to be like I can't do this on my own maybe this isn't my strong suit maybe I'm not super strong in this area but I know this person is so I'm gonna ask that person for help because I know that it's something that they're really good at those people, those are the entrepreneurs we want to see. Number 19, stand up for yourself, people. Stand up for yourself. If someone is taking advantage of you, stand your ground. In photography, it's so easy to be a people pleaser and just let people walk all over you. Stop doing that. I this I think of this example, um, this photographer that I'm friends with this week, she sent me a screenshot of this client that she has that was like, hey, I know our, our session is scheduled for like 5 p.m. Um, I get out of work at four. I need a couple of hours to get ready. I can't make it until 6.30. Hope that's okay. So she kind of made it sound, like this client made it sound like, you have no other option. And sometimes if I was in that scenario, I could see myself being like, like I would just be like, okay, no problem. I can make that work. But she sent me a screenshot of her response and she just was like, Hey, in the contract, it says five o'clock. Like I have another session after yours. I don't have any available slots until two months from now. So we have to make five o'clock work or you have to pay another a hundred dollar retainer fee to get your new slot in September, in September, October or whatever. And the client was just like, Oh, I can make five o'clock work. Didn't realize that you were so busy. No problem. One, that's a great example of setting boundaries. Just being like, I don't allow myself. Like I don't allow people to walk all over me. I know like when I can and can't shoot and here's my next available slot. So I'm just going to tell you what's in the contract, what I know legally has to happen here. Here, Here's it all laid out. And the client was like, oh, no problem. Stand up for yourself. 
I find that in this industry, specifically as a woman, it it's really hard to stand up for myself sometimes because I'm like, I'm just not confident enough in myself in certain situations. Like, for example, I'll go to shoot a wedding and the DJ will be like, will walk up to Charlie and be like, hey, man, how's it going? You're the photographer for the day. And I'm like standing over there like. I can't be the photographer. Like, why can't I be the photographer? Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, just because Charlie's the guy, like, doesn't mean that he's the photographer. And it's an instance like that where it's like, I need to stand up for myself. And I need to be like, actually, I'm the photographer. Hi, I'm Cassidy. And I take great photos. And I know what's going on here. And I'm the boss. Like, <laughs> not that intense. But you know what I mean. It is challenging to stand up for yourself. I... Like, I feel like my entire life, I have not been super great at standing up for myself. And this is something that I've learned is healthy to do. Am I the best at it? No, but we'll do it together. Stand up for ourselves together. Okay, last six points here. Number 20, over communication is better than no communication. Talk with your clients, double check details, create guides to make sure they know what's happening over communicate. Okay. Um, an easy way to do this is just by creating automations in your workflows, sending automatic emails, creating guides so that your over communication is automatic, plain and simple. What I like to do is like remind my clients like, okay, we are shooting next week. See you at this spot at this time. Then like the day before, Hey, Excited to see you tomorrow. See you at this spot at this time. Um, on the day of, hey, super excited for tonight. Remember, um, bring a change of clothes. Remember your session's an hour and a half, blah, blah, blah. Over communicate so that people have expectations in their head that are actually the expectations that are happening. Number 21, be adaptable. Be willing to change. I talk about this all the time, so I don't feel like I need to keep talking about it. You have to be willing to change in this industry. Like things change all the time. Gear changes, marketing changes, trends change. Um, You have to be willing to adapt, but also keep your business true to itself. So know what your pillars are that you stand on. Know the things that aren't going to change. And then identify the things that you're willing to change and that should change. Gear, that's a great example. Like things are always being updated. New gear is coming out. Um, so that's something that is good to change marketing. Like I feel like marketing is always changing. It used to be all like word of mouth, paper marketing. Now it's like super digital. So be willing to change, be willing to adapt. Okay. Number 22, your business is not your life. Your business is there to help you live your life. (gasps) Mind blown. Okay. There is nothing worse than feeling like your business is your life. And I think that's just a mindset thing. Like your business is there to help you live your life. So it's, it's like any other job. Obviously, like your business is your baby. You started it. Like I get that. But at the end of the day, your business is there to help you live your life. If you're not living life and doing things outside of your business, then what's the point of having the business in the first place? Okay. I'm going to leave a period on that one. 
Number 23, be cringy because who cares? Sorry, I just had to check to see if I was still recording. Be cringy. I mean, I have gone comments saying that I'm cringy before, but you know, it works. And I think sometimes like the idea, like the fear of being cringy holds you back from doing something. I think anyone can see anything as cringy. Like I, I just don't really like the concept of being cringy because it's like anything can be cringy in the eyes of anyone. So yeah, don't be afraid to be cringy because literally who cares? Life is too short. Number 24, the hardest thing to do is hitting post. Not creating the content, but hitting post. Keep yourself accountable and hit the post button. I think I'm, I might just be speaking to me right now, but I find it so easy to make the content. But when it has to leave the comfort of my phone and go onto the interwebs is when I get terrified. And I have so many videos just sitting in my drafts. Like I would be lying to you guys if I said that I didn't have 20 drafts waiting to be posted because it's like, oh, no one wants to hear from me again today. Or like, eh, this is probably going to flop. I'm just not going to post it. Let's, let's keep each other accountable and just hit the post button. Hit post, post. Okay. Number 25, last and certainly, certainly not least, Stop thinking that no one cares about your personal life on social media. You can post personal things to your business page. It's what makes a lot of people's pages successful. I think a lot of the times we undervalue ourselves and think no one cares about what I have to say. There's so much content out there. Who cares? Who's, I'm just another person putting something out there. People care about your life and about what you have going on and about the things that you love and your hobbies. So don't be a robot on social media and in your business. People care about you. The best businesses are the ones that feel so personal and raw and real. So yeah, don't be afraid to post about your personal life because I promise you people do care. Okay guys, that's all I have. Those are my 25 lessons. And honestly, I feel like we covered some good ones. I hope you guys feel like you're ready to conquer the world because I just gave you all my life secrets, 25 of them. (laughs) And one of them being have multiple chai lattes a day. That was a very important one. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this week's episode. If you are watching on YouTube, I love for you to give me a little thumbs up, a little subscribe. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts, give me a review. If you liked this episode, think that's all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. With all of the highlights and the shadows is my composure. All the layers above all the edits and tweaks I know her. I am so done needing more time developing in my red room. Doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking It doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking you, taking you, taking you Getting a little bit higher Getting good. Oh, sure. 
Never 